all love to receive an encouraging note from a friend. And on one page of the New Testament, we find a very personal letter from Paul to Philemon. This brief note to a friend is full of doctrinal truth and practical help for us all. Open your Bible and your heart today as we come to the book of Philemon. Let's join Scott Pauley now as we study God's Word together. The Apostle Paul tells us in his writings that the fruit of the Spirit is love. And then the list continues with joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Some people have suggested that the fruit of the Spirit is love and that every other thing listed after love is simply something that grows out of love because the fruit of the Spirit is the very nature of God in us. And who is God? God is Love. So every beautiful thing, every blessed thing grows out of the love of God. I don't know a place in Scripture where that is seen any more plainly than in the little book of Philemon. The last time we studied, we came to verse number 9 where Paul begins to appeal to Philemon uh, to forgive and restore and reconcile with Onesimus. And here's the great motivator. He says, for love's sake, yet for love's sake I rather beseech thee. So it's not based on mere human pity. It is based on the divine love. Philemon was a believer. He was a man who had experienced the love of God. He was a man who had received the love of God. And now Paul is appealing to him to share that, pass it on. In fact, in verse 5, Paul referenced this man's love and faith. In verse 7, he referenced the consolation of his love. So it's obvious that Philemon is a loving man, and yet at this juncture, He's dealing with a hard thing. You see, I don't care how long you've been saved, how much of the love of God you've experienced, you're going to face difficulties. You're going to deal with difficult people. You're going to have difficult circumstances. And at every one of those junctures on your journey, at every one of those crossroads in life, you're going to have to choose if you're going to operate out of love or not. If you're going to respond to the flesh or you're going to respond in the spirit. And so Paul goes right to the heart. I mean, he goes to the to the deepest part of the life of a true believer, and that is the love of God in this man. And I think that's where we have to get to. I think sometimes we're dealing so much with surface things, trying to get people to do the right thing. Uh, We need to stop talking just about the what and get to the why. Because if our heart is right, if our motive is right, if our desire is right, then what grows out of that will be right. The the rest of the fruit will be beautiful because it's the fruit of the Spirit. It is the fruit of love. So with that in mind, I want to take you back to the little note to a friend here. Let's pick up where we left off. In verse 9, he appeals for love's sake, and then he gets down to the heart of his request in verse 10. I beseech thee for my son Onesimus, whom I have begotten in my bonds. So here's the first thing we learn. This, this is what love does. Number one, through love, because of love, for love's sake, number one, a slave becomes a son. Who was Onesimus? He was a runaway slave. Uh, in the culture of that day, he was a, a hired servant. He was a man that, that labored uh, probably for a certain agreed-upon wage. We don't know all the details of his relationship with Philemon, but at some point he had had enough. Uh, Most Bible teachers believe that it's very likely he stole from Philemon and he ran away. He ran away to Rome 
Uh, he gets incarcerated for some reason, thrown in prison, and crosses paths with the Apostle Paul. That's where they meet in bonds, the Bible says. And so isn't it interesting? Paul is in bonds for doing the right thing. Onesimus in bonds for doing the wrong thing, but God had a divine appointment for them. Paul was going to share the good news of Jesus, and Onesimus was going to receive it. And so uh, there he is in prison getting saved. You know, there's a great need even today for people to go to those who are in bonds, those who are imprisoned, and tell them that though they've sinned, they can be saved. In fact, we're all criminals. Uh, We all have broken God's law, and there's only one answer for that, and that is the mercy found in Jesus Christ. And yet, when Paul references Onesimus, he does not refer to him as a servant or as a slave, he refers to him as my son. Do you see the family term here? He's come into the family. Uh, he is now a spiritual son, if you will. Paul has, has been the father that has helped to reproduce, uh, if you will, and to bring him into a relationship with the heavenly father and into the family of God. By the way, everybody comes into the family the same way. Did you hear this word? He says, whom I have begotten in my bonds. Literally, that's the word for birth. How do we come into the family of God? Everybody comes into the family of God through the new birth. In the words of Jesus to Nicodemus, ye must be born again. I don't know who's listening to me today, what your religious background is, what your church tradition happens to be, what you grew up thinking. But I want to say to you, Jesus said, you must be born again. He didn't say you must join a church, uh, you must be baptized, you must be a better person, uh, you must whatever, you fill in the blank. He said this one thing, you must be born again, born of the Holy Spirit, born from above. That is the supernatural spiritual work that God does in a person's heart when they come through simple repentance and faith to God. And so I would ask you, have you been born again? Uh, You must be born again. And if you have been born again, You're in the family, and what happened when you came into the family? Friend, God regenerated you. The word regenerated literally means regened. He changed your genes. He changed your nature. He gave you a new nature. So instead of being a child of the devil, you're a child of God. Uh, Instead of just having that old sin nature uh, that was the only nature you had, now you have a new nature. You are no longer a slave. You are a son. Paul loved to to write about this particular thing, especially in the book of Galatians. Listen to these words in Galatians chapter 3, beginning in verse 28. There is neither Jew nor Greek, there is neither bond nor free, there is neither male nor female, for ye are all one in Christ Jesus. Do you hear that? Uh, The most equal thing on earth is the gospel. There's a great deal of talk today about prejudice. We all have our prejudices uh, because we're all sinners. There's only one thing that really fixes that, and that is the message of Christ. The old preachers used to say the ground is level at the foot of the cross. You see, we're all equally sinners. We all equally need a Savior, and everyone gets saved the same way, and that is through Christ Jesus. Listen to what Paul wrote further in Galatians chapter 4. Now I say that the heir, as long as he's a child, differeth nothing from a servant, though he be lord of all, but is under tutors and governors unto the time appointed to the Father. Even so we, when we were children, were in bondage under the elements of the world. Doesn't that sound like Onesimus, the slave? But when the fullness of the time was come, God sent forth his son, made of a woman, made under the law, 
to redeem them that were under the law that we might receive the adoption of sons. There's that word. And because ye are sons, God has sent forth the spirit of his son into your hearts, crying, Abba, Father, wherefore thou art no more a servant but a son, and if a son, then an heir of God through Christ. Onesimus, you're not a slave anymore. You're a son. And my friend, when you come to know Christ as your personal Savior, you're set free from the bondage of sin. You've been redeemed. Jesus Christ paid the ultimate price with his own blood and bought you out of the slave market of sin. You no longer belong to sin. You no longer belong to Satan. You no longer belong to this world. No, you've been brought now into the family of God. Here's the first great thing that love does. It changes your nature. It changes your spiritual standing with God. You are no longer a slave. You are a son. Would you pass it on today? Tell the good news to those who are in the bondage of sin, that they can be free in Christ and they can come into the family of our great God. Thank you for listening. This inspired letter has so much truth for each of us. Ask the Lord to help you live the grace of God and share it with someone else today. Perhaps you could even write a note to a friend and encourage them to keep following Jesus. Visit enjoyingthejourney.org for many more resources and invite someone else to join you as we study together. Until next time, may God richly bless you.